Hey, I'm Paul. And I'm Christian. Welcome to I'm Dying to Tell You, inspiration shared by our mom who is dying from ALS. There is no cure for our mom or anyone else with ALS. But right now, she's on a mission to find and share stories of inspiration. Coming to you from Cincinnati, Ohio, we're happy to introduce the one lady we've both loved since the first day we laid eyes on her. The queen of the queen city, our mom, your host, Lori. Hello there, I'm Lori, your host of I'm Dying to Tell You. Welcome, or welcome back. I'm so happy that you're here. I know it's December, almost the holiday season. No, we're here. We're we're already here. (laughs) And life gets really busy. So thank you for being here. A lot of people ask me, how do I find my guest? Well, first of all, it's a variety of ways. People that I know, friends of people that I know, social media, of course, and all of you. So as we enter the new year, if you follow someone or you know someone personally that has an inspiring story that we all can benefit from, let me know. Shoot me an email at I'm dying to tell you podcast at gmail.com or send me a private message on any social media platform, all at I'm dying to tell you podcast. Okay, my guest today, I met on Instagram. I'm going to tell you what caught my attention. If you know me, you know this is true. French toast cupcakes. French toast cupcakes. Mint chocolate cupcakes. Butter cake cupcakes. <laughs> I think you get the idea. Okay, it was my own version of you had me at cupcakes. Oh my gosh. Okay, uh, that is what caught my attention. But what stole my heart was the creator of these cupcakes, a teenager, a very special teenager who has created his own bakery, his own nonprofit, and his own way to follow a passion of baking and give back to those who need it the most. I'm talking about 17-year-old Michael Platt from Bowie, Maryland. He is the owner of Michael's desserts, and a brand new author of his very first cookbook. It's called Michael's Desserts, and it's a perfect gift for the holidays, and it has a lot of meaning and a lot of love that went into it. Everything Michael does is to fight child food insecurity 
he has been advocating and taking his passion all over, including being on the season four of Kids Baking Championship on Food Network. At a young age, he has also given a TED Talk and been featured in the Washington Post on Good Morning America, The Today Show, CNN, and a lot more. And now, as of last month, he can add author on his very long resume. I'm so happy to catch up with my new friend, Michael Platt, and hear about his new cookbook and the inspiration behind it. Let's go to our chat. Hey, Michael. Good to see you. How's it going? Um, It's been good. I've been at my grandparents since yesterday, so I'm just hanging out here. Aw. Yeah. I bet they are loving their time with you. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on. All right. Are you 17 now? Yeah, 17. Okay. That's what I thought. Oh my gosh, I have been following you and I love your spirit and all that you're doing. (laughs) I don't know how you're doing all you're doing, but um, why don't you give a little introduction as to who you are and what you're about? Um, I started a baking business when I was 11 years old. Uh, My baking business is called Michael's Desserts. It's one for one. Every day someone buys, I give one away to someone in need. Yeah. Um, and I work around food insecurity. I also have a nonprofit called Plague that works around food insecurity, basically just making sure that kids have access to food and people in my community have access to, to food. Okay. You have your own company, Michael's Dessert. And to my listeners, I will be putting links in the show notes. And I love the one-for-one program. I think I read that you got that from... Tom's Shoes that also does that. So I love that you've adopted that on your sale of your baked goods as well. And then to have a nonprofit around food insecurity at such a young age, that is just a lot of love that you are pouring back into your community. Before we go any further, thank you, thank you, thank you. And I know all of this started at a very young age. Yes. How did you even get that bug? How did you even get the love for baking at a young age of nine? Um, Yes. So I started baking with my, pretty much with my grandmother. Um, Mm -hmm. That's kind of like the first memory that I have of baking is baking with her. Um, So that's kind of how I got started. I I guess I'd I'd always been cooking like helping out people in my in my family cook. But um, that was the first time that I got to bake something on my own with her. And after that, I just kind of took off from there. Yeah. Now, I had read that you had or have a history of epilepsy, yes. right? So at that young age, they were telling you kind of take it easy on the physical sports and all that. And how are you doing right now with that? Um, I'm good. It definitely took a lot of like learning, like learning what my triggers are, learning um, just all the things that kind of like trigger epilepsy, trigger my epilepsy. Um, yeah. So definitely like over the years, gotten better. I've been off medication since 2017. 
Um, oh. So that's been pretty good. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's been good. I still have like orders every now and then, but I don't think I've had a grand mal seizure in a really long time. So that's, that's oh. good. Yeah, that's great. And I love it, like hearing how people inspire other people. Like you are inspired to do that one for one, right? Yes. By getting a box of shoes. Yes. Yeah. So I love that. I know that you've been doing this lead up to Giving Tuesday. Yes. And you've been taking it to a whole other level and doing something every Tuesday for 12 Tuesdays, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And what are the, some of the things that you've been doing in honor of the Giving Tuesday yeah. uh, pregame? <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, I've been a lot donating a lot of like food to uh, people in my community. Um, I've been donating like money, doing fundraisers, things like that. Just super small fundraisers. I work with No Kid Hungry, um, so I did a fundraiser for them. We raised one hundred and fifty dollars that that Tuesday. Um, and also oh. get to um a restaurant in my in DC actually. Um, it's like thirty minutes from my house, and they give food to people in their community. Yeah. So I've been I've been working with them. Um, that's the, the restaurant is called. Maketo, um, and the owner has a has an initiative called Power of Ten, where he gives food to people in his community and also gives food to other restaurants, um, and they can get food from their restaurant. So basically, just cooks food and gives it out, and also accepts donations. So I was I donated some cupcakes, and he gave them to people in DC. I love how you all are working together in your community, and you know, just collaborating together to feed those that need your help. Yeah. Yeah. And I saw that in addition to making yummy cupcakes and baked goods, that you also put together healthy snack packs. Yes. And make those available to kids that might need it, you know, to tie them over until their next meal. Yeah. What a great idea. Thank you. How are you taking... Uh, donations for that. Um, so I have a nonprofit called Play, and I have a, a Amazon wish list where people can buy um, different like snacks to go in the snack packs. People buy bags all the time. Yeah, with snack packs to go in as well as like granola bars, um, fruit snacks, things like that. Yeah. Okay, an Amazon wish list. Okay. Well, I'm in Cincinnati, the home of the Kroger Company, mm-hmm. and so if any of my listeners out there are working for a healthy snack company and they want to send even one case of samples to Michael so that he can include that in his snack program. I'll put your contact information in the show notes. Definitely reach out to Michael and, you know, send something his way. Okay, good. Thank you. So congratulations on your very first book thank you so i ordered it on amazon and then it said it didn't know when it was going to ship it was sold out so i went and i got another one (laughs) at barnes and noble so i have two of them and i am not the best cook right now because i have trouble opening up everything you know (laughs) Because my hands don't work that great. But I managed to make the granola. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And it was really, really good. Thank you. 
what inspired you to do this book? Um, yeah, so I basically just wanted to write a book that inspired other people to um, use the something that they're interested in to solve a problem. Um, so that's basically what the book is about. It's me talking about something that I'm interested in, which is baking, yeah. to solve a problem. Also actually using the book itself to inspire other people to solve a problem. I know you are big about talking about how young people can make a change. Yes. Tell me a little bit about that. Um, yeah, so I think that anybody can give back to their communities. I feel like um, young people definitely can do a lot of work and a lot of good work, especially if they have support from people who are older than them or their family or their parents or just people who they look up to. So, yeah, I think that anybody can give back, but definitely starting small, doing something that you can, just doing anything that you can to solve a problem definitely makes a big impact. I think some people are afraid like, or hesitant because they mm-hmm. say, my little impact won't yeah. make a difference. Yeah. You know, but it adds up and you never know how it's going to spread and add up to be something oh so grand, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So I'm in the cookbook and a lot of yummy desserts. The <laughs> book is called Michael's Desserts and it's sweets for a cause. So tell me about that tagline. Sweets for a cause. Yeah, so it's basically just a little like prerequisite to what the book is about. Um, just showing people like this is these are a bunch of desserts in here, but all of them have stories tied to them and also have a chapter in there where there's freedom fighter cupcakes, which are basically cupcakes who are based off of people who inspire me to give back. So there's like Martin Luther King cupcakes, Harry Tubman cupcakes, No Kid Hungry cupcakes, just different cupcakes who are based off of other people, like historical yes. figures or nonprofits or just people who are giving back. So, yeah, those are just sweets or desserts that are going to um, solve a problem. Are these, these are recipes that you came up with to match yes. people that have inspired you, right? Yes, yes. I love that. Yeah. And in the cookbook, I am looking at the Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. sweet potato pie cupcakes. So you say up in the right that... It's one of the first desserts, sweet potato pie, that you remember and why it represents Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Yes. Yeah, I love how you give the backstory there. Good. Okay, let's talk about your nonprofit that you started called Plate. P L L A T E. So it is, uh, it's play is spelled with two L's. It stands for power, love, learning, and access to everyone. Um, it's basically a nonprofit where I give snack packs and also do other things, basically just to give back to my community through the lens of food. I am very passionate about food. I love cooking and I love feeding people, even if they can't afford it. So working around food insecurity is something that I've been doing for a while now. And play is just me being able to do that kind of like things that I only see a lot of other people doing or maybe something that I can just start doing and I kind of just put all the things I'd like to do through snack packs or gardening case or things like that into one institute and that is plate and also just giving giving people a way they can get back so yeah I do snack packs which are little healthy non-perishable snacks that kids can eat to hold them over from meal to meal and I do small space gardening kits which are just little kits that people can use just to get them started in gardening their own like produce, just mm. little like herbs, things like that. Um, oh. And also like the big, big thing that I really want to do 
is a pay what you can grocery store. I like that. Pay what you can grocery. So what would that look like? Um, where people can come in and if they can't afford, you know, $30 of groceries, they can only pay 20 and still be able to get all the food they need. Um, and also get people who can't, can, who can pay extra, pay more than what the food actually costs to donate, be able to like fund the community that way. So mm. the food would kind of have like a price instead of like a like one solid price, it'll kind of have like a scale where it'd be like some is less than what it actually costs and some is more than what it actually costs. You can pay between like, say something is $7, you can pay between 15 and three and still be able to get your food. So yeah, just using that as a way to, you know, be able mm. to get, get people food um, and also like get people jobs, things like that. Yeah, I love that. Thank so you. basically you take your goals and you put them in, in writing <laughs> and you put them in your book. I mean, that's one way to stay accountable is to publish it in, <laughs> yeah. in, a, in your book. I love that so much. So where are you with all of that that you're trying to achieve? Um, yeah, so recently we've been doing, um, well, I guess so far we've, we've been doing snack packs. We've been doing that for about two years now. And then last year I did my first set of gardening kits and I gave those to my food pantry and they gave those to people in my community. We also do the same with snack packs where we give those to the food pantry and they give them out to people in the community. Um, so yeah, I've been working very closely with my local food pantry. I'm just trying to get other people involved. Also working with like, um, I think last year for Giving Tuesday, I worked with like an after school program and they mm -hmm. helped pack snack packs and thing, and they donated them. So yeah, it was, it was fun. I know you're homeschooled. Are you a senior or? Yes. I'm you're a senior. senior. Okay. So when are your plans after high school? I'd love to go to culinary school. I'm um, looking at a couple different schools. Yeah, there's a couple different culinary schools I like to go to. Um, so that's kind of what I'm, what I'm planning on doing after that school. I think any culinary school would be really happy to have you. Thank you. How did food insecurity catch your attention in the first place? Um, I feel like I, I thought a lot about like inequity or just like inequality. Yeah. Um, and I wanted, that's kind of something that I thought about for a long time. So I've always like something that's always kind of been on my mind from like a young age. Um, so when I started cooking and like feeding people, I realized that there are people who didn't have food, can't afford food, or they don't have access to food. Um, and I thought that, that was kind of interesting because, like, there's food everywhere. People throw away food all the time. Restaurants throw away food. Farms throw away food because it doesn't look a certain way. There's things like that. Um, and I'd like to be able to give food to people who might not be able to afford it. Yeah. Because I like food. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's really hard when we go about our day to realize there's people that just don't have. Yeah. Just don't have what we, you know, yeah. just don't have access. And uh, so good for you to be so aware and so passionate about that at such a young age. You're doing a lot, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing a lot. How are you doing it all? What is the biggest challenge of doing everything that you're doing right now? I feel like. A big challenge is just like being able to do all of it and be consistent with it. And also just being able to like see that what I'm doing is actually making an impact because sometimes if you're doing like you think like you think like even if you do one small thing, it's making a small impact, which isn't necessarily true. But also it's kind of the same if you're doing like a lot of things um, and you're thinking like because you can't really see 
the impact that you're making. Um, yeah. because it's not like I did this one thing and I can see what I'm doing. It's like I'm doing all these things over this spread out amount of time and it's hard to kind of see like everything that you're doing. So it's definitely having like keeping the perspective of like I'm still living back, I'm still impacting someone's life. Even if it's just small or even if it's just a lot of people that I probably don't know or a lot of people that I've never really met before. Um so just like not not necessarily being able to to like know who I'm giving to or yeah. know exactly like the actual person. I know like organization yeah. I'm giving to and what they do and kind of just leaning on that. Like I know they're doing a great job. I know that these people are getting food because of the work that I'm doing. And without the work that I'm doing and people who are supporting me and supporting the nonprofits that I'm working with, they wouldn't be able to do that. So even if I'm not the person actually giving out the food, even if I'm not the person like talking to the people who are receiving it, it's still making an impact. Yeah, I can see that. You know, you want that satisfaction of seeing that you're on track with all yeah. of your efforts, right? Yeah. yeah, I can see that for sure. So what do your friends think about what you're doing? Um, they're, they're supportive of it. Um, they ask me sometimes. Um, but yeah, they're just my friends. You kind of hang out. I, I, I was friends with them before, you know, all this started and I've been friends with them while um, after. So it's just, it's been something that definitely was something they've, they've taken part in. They've helped me out. They've been supportive of it. But, you know, they're some of my friends. They're not, uh, it's, not, it's not all about that. You know? Yeah, right. <laughs> but if they have to taste a cupcake, they might help you out, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, how can someone buy a treat that you make? So I am online. I don't sell cupcakes for like shipping, but if you're local, then I do cupcakes. But I do cookie cake mixes, which is little mixes that people can make at home. And I also huh. um, do cookies, brown butter, espresso, chocolate chip cookies. Uh-huh. So I sell those and ship them. And I also ship cookie cake mixes, which are little little mixes that people can make at home. And we started that during the pandemic because yeah. we wanted to still sell, but also uh, we didn't want to like make things with our hands and like having like actual cupcakes. Um, so we would just bag up little um, mixes that people can make um, and ship them to them so they have something to do at home, but also so it's a bit more sanitary um, just to like make mixes rather than making like actual physical. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I'll put the link in the show notes, but it's, michaelsdesserts.com right okay good yeah and one thing about that and i noticed this this is funny that michaels didn't have an apostrophe s yes (laughs) um so yeah the apostrophe s um when i first like made it i was really young oh not really young. i was probably like 11 um (laughs) that's really young yeah i thought that (laughs) um that apostrophe it means like is so like it would be like it apostrophe s so it is so i didn't want to say michael is desserts i wanted to be michael's desserts but then i kind of messed up they actually mean air shows ownership um so like grammatically correct would be a, um, an apostrophe but we kept the apostrophe out just to um show that it's not like my desserts i'm doing it for other people just as a little reminder that I'm getting yeah. back rather than it being something that is you know for me i love that so much of what you do has such great meaning and representation for what you believe in and who you are where did you get your big heart your mama <laughs> My your <parents>. mama yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, i was gonna ask you outside of the leaders that you have referenced in the cookbook mm. who inspires you the most probably my family just everyone who's very supportive um, yeah. people in my community, my friends, my pastor, just things like that. 
who have inspired me, my yeah, like my parents, just the people in my circle in my community. When you're lucky to have a tribe and you're lucky to have a inspiring tribe that supports you with all the things that you do, I'm sure. Yeah. Good. So what else do you do for fun? I have a bass guitar, so I play that. I've been playing that for two years now. I got it in 2020 because I was kind of bored. I wanted to do something. So I, I got a bass yeah. guitar playing that. And I also have two dogs. I have a big burning doodle. And then I have a little mini Australian Shepherd. Um, so both of them are very, they require a lot of work. So I definitely, <laughs> a lot of uh-huh. my time, you know, hanging out with them and playing with them, but also taking care of them. When I have a longboard and I ride that around and I tap them. What, what is it? Like a skateboard, but it's really big. It's like a long skateboard. Oh, is it called yeah. a longboard? Yes. Oh, okay. Okay. So how does someone get a hold of your first book? I think this would be a really, really great idea for the holidays yes. as a gift or to try a new recipe. And I know, so I was saying that I can't really bake alone. I need a helper. And my helper, Patty is in florida hopefully when she gets back i have a couple of things earmarked that i want to do so how does someone get a hold of your book um yeah so it's on amazon it's on barnes and Noble, basically everywhere that you can buy a book it's probably there okay good what else do you want to tell me (laughs) (laughs) um oh this is the i'm dying to tell you part okay sure yeah michael what are you dying to tell us? <laughs> I'm trying to think. <laughs> I, don't know, really, kind of I, I thought you were all ready for it. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, um, I feel like we talked about a lot of stuff, so I'm trying to figure out something. Yeah. That already, like, yeah. Does it have to be like something super serious or can it just be like... No, no, okay. no. Michael, what are you dying to tell us? Um, I'm dying to tell you that my favorite season is spring, so winter's coming up and I'm not excited for that at all but definitely i'm excited for next year for spring and for prom and senior stuff and all that so. oh <laughs> yeah i'm with you i know it's really nice in ohio today i was walking uh before i got on at 70 out there and beautiful but i'm with you i don't like the winter yeah. <laughs> not at all so uh well i am so happy to meet you and to talk to you I just love what you're doing. I'm going to continue to follow you. And you have so many goals. What's up next for you? Um, I don't really know what like the next thing is. I definitely, uh-huh. I, I like writing. I like writing books. Um, writing yeah. books is definitely super fun. So yeah. probably do another one of those. Mm. Just just continue with things that I've been doing. Um, and also, yeah. like I said, school, college, I'm definitely looking forward to growing yeah. my skill and you know getting in like working like professionally like career-wise i'm really excited for all that you're gonna have to make room for all the college stuff yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well good luck good luck to you thank you so much for coming on and allowing me to share you and your new book thank you all right thank yeah. you i appreciate it thank you all right take care Thank you again, Michael, for everything that you're doing. I really appreciate you, and I wish you all the best in everything that you do going forward. 
to my listeners. Thank you for being here. I really appreciate you. And I hope that you'll consider taking a look at Michael's Desserts, the name of his cookbook, Michael's Desserts, on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or your local bookstore. Now that you've heard this episode, it'd be a fun gift to give away. And then you can put a little note in it (laughs) and ask them to listen to I'm Dying to Tell You, episode 67. And they can hear this episode and it'll all come together as a really nice gift. Because it is the giving season. I'm going to give away a copy of this book. So all you need to do to be entered to win is go to Apple Podcast and write a review and then take a screenshot of it and send it to me on email or any social media. So email, I'm dying to tell you, podcast at gmail.com or DM it at any social media and everything is at I'm Dying to Tell You podcast, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. I'm there at I'm Dying to Tell You podcast. And the deadline for the book giveaway will be December 18th. So if you like the podcast and you want to help tell other people about it, leave a review, take a screenshot, and send it to me by December 18th. Okay, thank you all for being here. Until next time, know you are loved and not alone. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to our mom. Make sure to visit her website at I'm Dying to Tell You Podcast.com, where you'll find photos and show notes about this episode. If you liked the show, please subscribe to the podcast and share it with a friend.